Psalm 103. We're going to read the first five verses and we'll see what happens. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. I believe Brother David, when he was writing this psalm, got so tore up on the first verse, he started writing it again. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Now, he, I've preached on this probably 40, 11 times, but I, I just love it. He says, for who forgiveth all thine iniquities, and who healeth all thy diseases? You know who he's talking to? Did anybody tell me who he's talking to? Himself. Amen. He's talking to his own soul. Listen to what he says. He says, oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. He's reminding himself who he ought to be praising. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. About three people ought to shout right there those tender mercies. Who satisfieth thy mouth with the good things. So that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. This morning I want to try to preach just for a few minutes. 22 minutes. That's my goal. 22 minutes on a song of thanksgiving. This psalm has been used and probably today and Wednesday night and next Sunday morning. Maybe even it will probably be used countless times because as Charles Spurgeon said, this is as in the lofty Alps, some peaks rise above others. So among even the inspired Psalms are the heights of this song that overtop the rest. Uh, another writer by the name of G. Campbell Morgan. You've probably heard Brother Dent mention him. It is perhaps the most perfect song of pure praise to be found in the Bible. This is a psalm that just doesn't recollect the things that has happened, but he is reminding himself... I mentioned during Sunday school about Peter stirring us up. He says, stir up your pure minds. He says, I want to stir you up by way of remembrance. Here the psalmist is stirring his own self up. Amen. I I wish I could remember exactly where it was. Maybe 2 Samuel, somewhere around chapter number 12. I don't remember, but if you remember, uh, Samuel, or excuse me, David, and all of his men came back from battle, and uh, they were victorious, but as soon as they got back, they saw that Ziklag had uh, 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 invaded their camp and stolen all the women and stolen all the children, and the men sought to stone David. David, but David separated <laughs> separated himself from all the trouble. Y'all better help me this morning or I'm coming down there with you. He separated himself from everybody and encouraged himself in the Lord. Every once, there's an old saying, sometimes you gotta, uh, what is it, uh, uh, come apart before you come apart. Sometimes you just gotta get away from everything and everyone so that you can get alone with God. Amen. 
Well, I tell you, yesterday and the day before and the day before and the day before, all week long, I've been so distracted, Brother Deke. I've tried my best to focus on the things that needed to be focused on for this morning and Wednesday night, but it seems like there was just something that had been distracting me. And this morning, after trying my best to put everything together, I got alone in my office down there, and I began to beg God, God, if you don't mind, just remove all the distractions. And I turned my phone around, and without anything else, God began to work on my heart. Says, son, just as much as you need to be reminded of my goodness, so does your people. And so I want to say this morning, I'm glad that there is a song of thanksgiving. It might be miracle in me. It might be still I will thank you. It might be whatever the name of the song was that they sang this morning. But I believe every child of God has got a song of thanksgiving in their hearts. And here was David's. Here was David's. And I don't know. I wasn't best friends with David. I don't know that much about him outside of the Word of God. But, but Mr. Benji, from what I know and what I found out, David quite possibly wrote this psalm right after his little baby boy died. You remembered his sin with Bathsheba. You remembered his sin that she he killed Uriah, her husband, and uh, he murdered him, brother David. But but she became with child, and and that child died. And the preacher pointed his finger in David's face, and and he he told him a parable about uh, we'll not deal with that. But David uh, received the finger of Nathan, the preacher, in his face, and he said, "Thou art the man." And God took that little baby boy. And David began to weep and throughout this, David began to weep and began to fast and pray during the child's sickness. And once the child died, he clothed and cleaned himself up. And he said, I can't mourn for that anymore. I've got to go on. But but he wrote this psalm, according to people smarter than I am, about praising the Lord. But I need you to listen to this. I, I try my best to preach the message and, and not just give you something. How many, tell you how many minutes? I, I can't... I can't count backwards that good, but I got a couple more minutes. I want us to see, number one, that David stirred up his soul to give praise to God. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul. All that was, listen to me. There are times that you can tell that somebody's just singing. <clears throat> there are times you can tell somebody's just, oh, praise the Lord. There, there's times that you can tell when somebody's just barely preaching or they're barely teaching or they're barely working for God. But then you can tell when they've got their all in it. And David said, I don't want to put on airs. I don't want to look like I'm doing something. He said, all that is within me, bless His holy name. And I'll tell you this morning, in 2021, this this Sunday before Thanksgiving, with all that is within us, Brother Terry, we need to praise God. Man, if me and you could sit eyeball to eyeball and talk about what God's done for you in the last couple of weeks, how that one doctor said this, another said... I'm telling you what, God's done something and we can praise Him. Hey, Leah, do you realize that that little ugly boy you got sitting next to you, I'm talking about the grown one, not the other little one, uh, but do you realize that God might just happen to have had you come down for revival so you can meet that jack leg? Do you realize that you're living over the house and He gets to be able to come over and we get to have fellowship one with another? Do you realize that might just be God's plan because He loves you and you can thank God for it? Ashton, do you realize you're embarrassed 
listen, Daddy, do you realize this morning, honey, how that it might just be that God's got you growing up in a preacher's home because He's got something very special for you. And though I may embarrass you, I'm about to run! Though I may embarrass you, and though things may not be right all the time, I want you to know this morning, honey, on this Thanksgiving, you can praise God. Hey, Brother Sam, I need to ask you something, if you will. I'm not going to stand. Brother Sam, do you realize just a, a year or so ago when things fell apart in your life, do you realize that God has used that to bless my heart? Hey, in such a way I can... Man, I got to... I don't know if I can get out of here or not. Hey, do you realize that as I was uh, watching you... <laughs> Woo! As I was watching you up here singing about the broken down ship and about the dark night and about all the things negative, how that there was somebody praying. I got to thinking about somebody on the third pew on the right hand side right here that prayed for you the whole time. Hey man, hey man, hey man. I'm telling you what's the truth. You ain't my wife. You scared of me. <laughs> Something happened. I don't know what happened. I got to thinking as you were sitting here, sitting over here singing, and me sitting there just rejoicing because of what God's done. God could have took you out at any point in time, but He decided to keep you right here. Man, we, we've got a song of thanksgiving. This is David's and he, he's saying, you need to bless the Lord. He said, self, self said, huh? He said, Self, you need to just praise the Lord. Self said, okay, I'm going to go ahead. And self began to recount, and David began to recount all the things that God did. He said, for who, who did what? Who, what did he do? He said, who forgiveth all thine iniquities. He said, you remember when you uh, committed adultery with Bathsheba? He said, God forgave that. Now, y'all help me now. These are some big sins. If you, He said, you remember when, when you killed Uriah? He said, God forgave that. He said, you remember all these other little things? He said, God forgave that and you ought to thank God for it. Now we're going to get around our, our Thanksgiving tables and we're going to hold hands and we're going to say grace and we might go around the room and we might say, I'm thankful for this, I'm thankful for that. And we might, and those are all great. I'm thankful for a vehicle. I'm thankful for family. I'm thankful for a good job. I'm thankful for a good, that's all good. But I wonder how many of us will hold hands around a, a dead turkey. This Somebody say amen right there. Somebody hold hands around a dead turkey here in a couple of days and just begin to weep because... Just begin to weep because of what God's done for you. How that He brought you up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. How that He put your foot upon a rock and established your goings. Put a new song in your mouth. Hey, how many of us are going to go over there to Psalm 34, 6? It said, this poor man cried. And the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his trouble. How many of us this weekend, whether it's in a deer stand or on a, or at a table, will just sit and thank God for what He's done? That's what David did. He has communion with his own self. He begins self-examinations. He brings up these things in his past. His iniquities, his diseases. He says, Destruct, who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Uh, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies? Goodness living. He is distressed. I really believe this. He is distressed over his lack of thankfulness. 
The Apostle Paul said, I am, I'll get it wrong, I know I will. But he said, I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. And Paul had it right. Paul wasn't talking about just just worldly contentedness. He was saying, where God leads, I'm content. I'm satisfied to be where God wants me to be. What God gives, I'm satisfied with that. But in 2021, American Christians especially, we are so discontented, even though they are blessings of God that flows richly every single day. But he says here, I'm going to remind myself of God's tender mercies. These are things that they don't come around very much I'm not being off color I'm not at all my wife and I not well I'm gonna have to quit pointing my wife and I we have a different embrace than my daughters and I I don't hold them you don't, you're married now, so I can say this. You don't hold her like you hold your parents. You don't do it. And David says, talks about these tender mercies. He said, my men will show me mercies. He said, my servants will show me mercies. He said, but God shows me tender mercies. These are those things that many times are so intimate, I don't even tell people about it. And he says, soul... You need to remember them. And his soul said, yes, sir. (laughs) Whoa. Listen to it. Listen to it. He goes on. He says, who satisfieth the mouth with good things. I was tasting this morning. We cooked a ham and cooked some ham. need three people to say we cooked ham rice. Y'all didn't say we cooked ham rice. Y'all said, amen, I'll take it. Have y'all Florida people ever had ham rice? Gee. <clears throat> I'm going to tell y'all. Y'all take the drippings of the ham and you cook rice with it. You'll slap three people in a minute. I promise you. Don't get one of them city hams what's all pretty cut up. Get one of them big bulky bone-in hams. I mean, dead pig all the way and cook it. I'm telling you, God will bless you. He says, that he says, God put good things in my mouth. Hey, listen to it. Who satisfieth thy mouth. There's a lot of meat in this little word satisfy. I ain't got enough time. He said, he satisfieth my mouth with good things. This morning I put that, that, I was a little worried about my rice. I put that rice. I said, oh my. You know what it did? It satisfied. But Jim, I got, I actually got about three, but they're all different times, pieces of ham. Had to make sure they were all good. Every one of them satisfied. They were good. They tasted good, right temperature, everything was good. It satisfied. But God satisfies us with good things. He goes beyond that. You remember that little word that we talked about, my grace is sufficient for thee? Again, we find we find something very similar. It's not the same word, but it's very similar here in this word satisfieth. In other words, just as that, that intimate embrace that comes only from God, those intimate mercies, he said this satisfaction is not something, it's not something that, be, that can be duplicated. It's not something that can be bought. It's not something that can be manufactured. It is something that only comes from God. <clears throat> I got to go. He stirs up his soul. Number two, he states his need to be thankful there in verse number two. He says, 
Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all thy benefits. Psalm 92, he says it, Scripture throughout, but I'm going to give you two verses, says that the, uh, the thankfulness is a necessity in Psalm 92, verse number 1. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. First Thessalonians 5.18, In everything give thanks. This is the will of God in Christ concerning you, that we give thanks. David states his need to be thankful. What, what can a thankful heart do? <clears throat> You'd be surprised what thankfulness will do to you, physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, being thankful will do a lot. But I want to give you some scripture. Uh, Philippians chapter number 4, verse number 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing, <clears throat> but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Hmm. I've known Brother Jody for a long time. Not as well as I've come to know you over the last three years, but I've known you for a long time. And it seemed like every time, in every church service, you would say something, pray for my boy. Pray for my boys. Pray for the lost in my family. Every time. Others, I've heard, pray the same thing over and over and over again. And I think that's a blessing. That you remember, and, and now, and, and now look, look what God has done. Now we got Jody, Jody, and then we got little Jody over there. Kurt, Curtis, come on. <clears throat> but I wonder what, what will Thanksgiving do? It'll bring the peace of God in your life. I love that he says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. I've given this illustration before. Two older ladies in our church, they were sisters. They lived together all their life. Their husbands have passed away. Or not all their life, but their husbands have passed away. And in their later years, they lived together. And something happened. They were going to have to find a new place to live. And they would go from place to place. And Miss um, Jane, she was the talkative one. She'd get back there on the pew. And I, the, the church that we had, you you could... You could jump in one corner and feel it in the other. I'm telling you what, it, the whole thing was, whew, it was scary sometimes. <clears throat> Remind me to tell you about Bill Williams coming and preaching one day. We thought we was going to have to build a whole new place. But this lady, she'd get back there and she'd, she'd start jumping. and she'd, she'd start praising the Lord. But one night she said, I want you all to pray for us. She said, me and my sister are looking for a place and we're, 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 we're settled on one. We think this is the one, but... But y'all pray. But while y'all are praying, this was while y'all are praying, <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and thank God for giving it to me. That's what this verse means. You you present your prayer to God, you give it to God, but you go ahead and thank Him for answering it. You go ahead with a thankful heart, not only of what He's already done. Come on, but thank God for supplying that need. Let your request—that's a need. That's not a want. Let your request be made known to God. Made known unto God. It, it brings peace. Verse seven says, "And the peace will you do that? The peace of God which passes all understanding." Then next we see that it'll make a positive, praising person. Listen, 
We look at verse number 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. If you think on those things in verse number 8, you'd have a hard time being a sourpuss. You'd have a hard time mully grubbing all the time. If you begin to think upon those good things and those things of virtue, those things of praise, and you begin to thank God, I'm talking, you get to, you get up in the morning, thank God that you got feet to put on the floor. You begin to thank God that you got a floor to put your feet on. You get in the shower, get in the tub, thank God for it. How you get dressed. Man, they messed me up the other day when they said you couldn't brush your teeth and everything without boiling water and all that kind of stuff here in America. I just went and grabbed me a bottle of water and I like to drown myself. Y'all ever, tr- I can't even tell y'all. That was rough. I couldn't do it. I felt like a left-handed, man, I was messed up. Some of y'all left-handed, I'm sorry. But you begin to thank God about what, what you have. Thank God about what He's given you. Thank God about those tender mercies that got to go. It will enable you to experience contentment. Here's that verse I was talking about. Verse number 11 and 12. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. He goes on, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth strengtheneth me. Having a thankful heart will enable you to experience contentment. Number three, David starts counting his blessings. I'm not... I'm not going to go through those again. But he began to recount the forgiveness of sins. I think this was first on his list because that was first on his list. Did y'all catch that? That was the most important thing. He could have, he could have thanked God for, for relationships, for the kingdom, for this, for that. But the first thing was, God, thank you for forgiving me. That ought to be first on our lips. God, thank you for forgiving me. He began to thank God for healing of diseases. He thanked God for redeeming our lives from destruction. He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies us. David gives us a psalm, a song, if you will, that will help us in the dark. That will help us in a storm. That will help us in sin, temptation, whatever it may be. But he also gives us a song in the same one. That if we're on the mountaintop. When the sun's shining, the roses are blooming. And everything is where it needs to be in our lives. We can go right back to this psalm. And thank God. Why? Because it's a song of thanksgiving. Now you might have, you might be able to thank God for some things that I, I can't. You might be able to, to mention some things in your life. God, thank you for delivering me from that I can't say that. Because I've never been there, Samuel. So your song may have a couple different verses than mine. 
It might have some different chords in there. But I guarantee you, if we'll sing this song of thanksgiving, even when we don't feel like it, God will bless us. There's some here today that come Thursday, they're going to have a difficult time thanking God. Oh, they know that God's good, and they know they ought to thank God, but it's very difficult because of what's happened. There's going to be empty places. There's going to be some hard conversations. Some are going to be thinking about people that are in the hospital right now. Some are going to be thinking about what's coming up. Or what just happened. I, I mean, situations vary. But I want to encourage you this. When you don't feel like it, mm, when you don't feel like praising the Lord, go ahead and praise Him. It is God that gave us breath today. It is God that allowed us to come to a little little church on the side of Highway 280 and just worship God like we have this morning. You see, that's God. That's not us. And I suppose some of that could could somewhere be manufactured, sing the right song, do the right thing, raise your hand at the right time, somebody shout and get everybody... I'm sure that probably could be manufactured, but I believe today that what you what you saw, what you heard, what you felt was real. And it could be because somebody didn't feel mm, didn't feel like praising him, but said, "Still, I will praise you." Y'all come sing that song one more time. I'm glad this morning we've got something that we can praise God for. Every one of us could complain about something. Not a doubt in my mind we could complain about something. But how about we think on these things that bring glory to God, that honor Him? How about we think on, on the things that are honest, are just, are pure, are lovely, are good report, things of virtue, Things of praise. How about we think on those things? This morning they're going to sing this song. If you need to come and you need to praise the Lord, you come on. If you need to praise Him where you are, just turn around and praise Him where you are. If you want to cry, it ain't going to hurt my feelings. If you want to shout, it ain't going to bother me none. But why don't we just praise the Lord? You listen as they sing.